Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is 7.20, and that is time for Michael Kelly and John Hancock to join me. Good morning, fellas. Morning. Hello, Scott. Well, Trump's back at the campaigning this weekend, South Carolina and New Hampshire. Uh, He's already talking. He's already said, you know, we're on the brink of World War III. He's gone after DeSantis over covid uh, John, I'm going to start with you. What are what are your thoughts right now as as this thing is actually getting going? Well, we'll have to see how much of his core base he has retained. Uh, you know, it's been months since he announced his candidacy for a third time for president, and these are the first forays out uh, holding events. I suspect and I sense that he has eroded some of the support he once had. The question really becomes, Scott is does he have enough lingering support to be able to muster some primary and caucus wins come January of next year? And will the field be large enough that somebody can win a nomination consistently getting 30, 35% of the vote? If that's the case, Trump could be the nominee, uh, unless other factors intervene. I mean, you've got all these judicial proceedings going on around him. And, you know, and, and I don't think we know at this point how much of his base he's retained. Yeah, I mean, it's clear who he thinks is a threat and who he is less uh, worried about. South Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley uh, said, well, she's not going to enter the race, but now she's saying she might enter the race. And Trump was like, go for it. <laughs> and then when it comes to DeSantis, he just goes hard at him because clearly he thinks that's a threat. Yeah, and, you know, if you're a strategist for Donald Trump, I am not, but if you were a strategist for Donald Trump, you would want that field to be as large as possible because that gives him the best, the clearest path to, to winning the nomination. And Michael, from a Democratic standpoint, uh, you know, uh, is this good news for, for your party to have Trump well, in this race? Because, you know, of, yeah, Donald yeah. Trump can't win a national election. Um, there's no doubt about it. I have to tell you, it's entertaining. Uh, that, that Donald Trump continues to linger inside the Republican Party. And I think he's a bigger force than uh, many of us still realize. Like John said, uh, he's got 35 to 40 percent of, of Republicans who think he's just hung the moon. What's surprising to me is I, I just can't believe that it's his stuff's not tired. Uh, I mean, it's so predictable. Uh, everything that comes out of his mouth, every attack that's going to happen, um, but, uh, look, if Donald Trump wins the Republican nomination, uh, even if we nominate your dog, Scott, uh, the Democrats will have be, uh, in the white house again. Well, Biden seems to have turned a corner a little bit, uh, with this, he's deflected over here to another issue, this sales tax thing that McCarthy said he was going to try to push for, but now he's backing off of abolishing the IRS and having a national sales tax instead of income tax and the democrats seem to be jumping all over this because the gop is trying to distance itself from it 
Well, uh, Kevin McCarthy's got a real problem. He's got a caucus that's uh, not necessarily in the mainstream of where the American people are. Yeah, they've won uh, elections and they've they've got some folks that are holding the party hostage. They're coming up with these ridiculous ideas. Uh, and so anytime you can watch your opponent have to back away from uh, an extreme element of their party, uh, one, it's a defeat for them, and two, it's also an opportunity to point out the zits and flaws of, of the Republicans. So the Democrats are taking glee in that right now, and uh, it is entertaining to watch, but the shoe will be on the other foot in some time. Yeah. John, you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah. Uh, so first of all, this policy is not going to become law. And second of all, it's a debate worth having. So right now we tax income in this country. Mm -hmm. And there are so many loopholes written into the tax law. It's believed to be, by folks on the left, fundamentally unfair. And the problem, of course, with the sales tax is that it's a regressive tax, and it hurts the people at the lower income more because it takes a larger chunk of their disposable income than an income tax does. Well, that problem could be addressed. And you could waive sales taxes on on folks at the lower end of the economic scale. And, you know, consumption taxes have been very popular in many European countries. Uh, A lot of people think that's a fairer way than taxing income and penalizing the accumulation of wealth. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near something like that happening uh, nationwide in the U.S. I don't think it will ever happen, but it's a debate worth having. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, and it's been around for a long time, the discussion about this. And to your point, it it is a valid conversation to have because, you know, we don't have to go in the same direction all the time. We don't have to stick with things that we've done for decades going forward. We can, you know, obviously make some changes. Uh, but let's switch gears here a little bit uh, locally. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on the aldermen doubling their salaries? <laughs> Well, John, this is ahead, this is on a tee for you, so why don't you go ahead and tee it <laughs> off, and then I'll uh, finish I up. mean, you know, the idea that part-time members of the Board of Aldermen, most of whom have full-time jobs, uh, would be earning more for their part-time gig in, in city government than a 20-year veteran on the police force is absurd. And at a time when we can't deliver basic city services, The the tone deafness of doubling or nearly doubling your salary to represent constituents in a city that is losing population left and right is just the height of hubris. And uh, now I don't think these folks will ever pay a price for it at the polls, unfortunately, because the voters don't seem to be tuned into the problems plaguing the city, in my opinion. But it's a horrible horrible policy to pursue at this time yeah i thought yeah, scott i know no, it doesn't ahead. make for uh, Sorry, great radio when john hancock and i agree but uh i co-sign everything he just said uh in addition you know this progressive movement has taken hold in the city of st louis and it's now the the majority of those who've been elected uh these are people who were anti-establishment who thought that we ought to continue you know to tear down the way of government doing things the same old way well, geez, how quickly they've slipped into becoming just good old politicians rather than people who want to buck the system. Well, yeah. you know, if they're for a guaranteed income, they've done a good job for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of the comments from from uh, one of the aldermen was that uh, he might spend 200 hours a week 
working on uh, local politics, you know, alderman things. And I was trying to do the math in my head right when he was saying that. And I'm like, there aren't 200 hours in a week. Here's my suggestion to that alderman. I don't know what he's wasting his time on, but they ought to give him some shovels and some asphalt and send them out to start paving the roads in the city. This place looks like Beirut. Uh, and these folks are running around trying to, uh, you know, give themselves raises and talk about the nobility of fighting for others when all they're doing is lying in their own pocket. He's, he's, he's out there dreaming about what he's going to do with that extra thirty-five grand. He considers that uh, part of the job service. All right. Get input there, guys. Thanks for being on the program. See you, buddy. You bet. Right. Take care. It is 729. You're listening to Total Information AM on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 